Welcome back to the Bread and Butter Podcast. Happy almost Halloween. It has been, at least for me, I hope for you guys as well, it's been a really, really good October. Um, I hope you guys are living, living for it, <laughs> like I am. I really, I can't believe it's almost Halloween. Um, when I started the podcast, I knew that I wanted to do a Halloween episode, because this is our first bread and butter Halloween, but I knew that it was never going to be scary stories. Like, I'm just like putting that out there right now. Like, I am a wimp, you know? Give me like Disney's Ichabod Crane or give me nothing. Like, we're not doing slashers. We're not doing psychological thrillers. We're not even talking true crime, okay? This is a cutesy Halloween space only, unless, unless it's like kind of historic and almost like slightly whimsical, I will indulge in a little bit of like a historical spooky moment, like the actual legend of the Winchester Mystery House. Like you can count me in for that. But other than that, I'm out. Um, I am fresh from Utah right now while I'm recording. Um, It has been a ride. I'm here with my, well, I was, I was there with my sisters um, and my brother. It was so, so fun. My parents were on a work trip. So I basically just got to go and be Mary Poppins for a week. Um, turns out I'm a not, I'm not a great soccer mom. Um, we're not surprised about that. We already knew. Um, but yeah, I, me and Trenton have just decided we're just not going to introduce our kids to soccer. (laughs) We're just gonna, they're not going to know that soccer exists because we know nothing about soccer and we're really bad at like under understanding how, like I was, I was at my sister's soccer game and I was like, listen, you get out there and um, kick the ball, um, put it in the goal net. It's just, I, yeah, it's too much. Actually, <laughs> while I'm telling soccer stories, I went to go watch my sister's like semifinal and I was so excited. Like, I, I mean, like I said, do I know anything about soccer? No, I don't. But I, I still like to watch them play. And I drove for like almost two hours to get to this game. I am like 20 minutes late because that's who I am. I go up to the gate to like get into this little stadium and the person at the desk is like, okay, well, we only take card. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'll run back to my car. I run back to my car, get cash or whatever card, whatever they wanted, run back. And he's like, oh, by the way, this, this high school, you know, the one that my sister plays for, he's like, oh, they're not here. They're not here. They're at a different high school about like 15, 20 minutes away. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're kidding. I'm like, this is the address she sent me. Like, are you sure she's not in there? That looks like their uniforms. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. I'm like, okay. So I drive to this other high school and I wait in line to buy tickets to get into this other stadium. And they're like, oh, that, that is not here. That team is not here. They're at the original high school that I went to. So at this point, I am simultaneously about to wet myself I don't know what my deal was, but I was like, I need a bathroom right now. I also was bawling my eyes out. It was just one of those things where you're like, I, nothing is working out. I am the worst. I knew that like the game was running out of time and I don't live here. And I'm like, I have to be here. I have to see her. It's the semifinal. So I call a friend who was at the game. I'm like, where is it? Like, I can't find it. They told me it was here. It's not. She's like, no, it's here. Just, you know, come here. Um, she sent me a link so I could try to watch it online and I, (laughs) weeping in the car, I drive to a bed, bath and beyond. I sprint in there crying 
I used their bathroom, did not make a purchase. I'm so, so sorry to the people who work there. I sprint back out. I make it to the last two minutes of the game. But you know what? I was there. I, <laughs> I showed up. I am a horrible soccer mother, but I did make an appearance. But that being said, Utah was amazing. Um, if you're new here, we moved, my husband and I are originally from Utah. We moved to North Carolina about like five months ago for school. And before I really had never left home, um, I'm the oldest, I'm super close to my siblings and like, I'm not really like misadventure. I had a panic attack the night before we left. Um, I've cried plenty since, but it was so, so good to be back with my siblings. Unfortunately, Trenton was not able to come. He had to stay with Benny. Um, but we just got to hang out and I haven't been with all of them for what seems like an entire lifetime. We stayed up late talking every night. We've been watching movies. We've been like telling like dumb inside jokes from our childhood, eating so much food. And it just was amazing. Like, I don't know. At the same time, it was kind of a trip. Like I've had lots of weird out of body experiences where like, I can't really believe that I was there. But yeah, like I felt like when I left, I didn't really feel like I was going to come back. Like I knew I was going to, but I, I really felt like I said goodbye to like my hometown forever. That, that is how it felt. Um, but I will say this, if possible, if it's a good situation, invest in your relationship with your siblings, like, and like do the legwork. Um, it is just the most rewarding thing. My siblings are all teenagers or adults at this point, And being all grown up with them is the best. It's the weirdest, but it's the best feeling in the world. And I've always been the oldest. So I was always kind of used to like, you know, like filtering a little bit of what I would talk to my siblings about. But, um, or I remember like, I would never tell them if I was struggling at all. I just, I like was like, they do not need that on their plates. I know they would worry because they're all sensitive. Um, but now we're kind of in a more similar stage. We've never been on kind of a similar level. And it has been so beautiful to be like a little bit more unfiltered with them and just like talk to them about me. I just, I've never done that. I've never just talked to my siblings about myself. Um, I would always just kind of like shield them. Um, not like I was always living this like traumatic life. I just wasn't extremely open because I was like, they're little kids. Like, um, but they've just become like my best friends and it just has been so beautiful. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just magical. Siblings are like the most magical thing in the world. I feel like besides your spouse, it's just you like see yourself reflected in them. You share all of these experiences. I don't know. There's just like these similarities that you just can't create in any other situation. I just, yeah. So <laughs> there's my rant. Please text your siblings and make them feel safe and special today. Do it for me. Okay. Let's get into a little segment here. Want. I tried a hair mask this last week and I'm a new woman. I am in love. It changed me. I could not stop stop sniffing my hair. I could not stop feeling my hair. Honestly, I have been sleeping on the hair mask, so I need to find a good one that I can just keep around all the time. So if you have recommendations, pop into the DMs. You guys are always so, so nice to do that, so thank you. Okay, also, I desperately want Sam Smith to collaborate with Lady Gaga. I have looked and looked and looked on YouTube. I can't find a collab and I'm shocked. Like, does anyone, like, did anyone else watch his collab with Kelly Clarkson? They did like break away. 
it was incredible. I kind of forgot about Sam Smith. I don't know what my deal is. But like all of my princess diary dreams were like come alive. I watched it so, so many times. Um, but yeah, does anyone else feel like music has just been like hitting different for them lately? Because I am usually a podcast girl, like until the day I die, but high school me has kind of been making a reappearance and sometimes songs will just hit so good. Another thing that must be noted, Sam Smith in his, a couple years ago, I would say, um, he looks just like Kirk from Gilmore Girls, and I can't unsee it. I'll have to put a side-by-side up on Instagram when I air this. Um, But yeah. Okay, eat. I'm very, very, very proud of this one. Okay, I made apple spice donut holes. And they're not, you basically just make them in like a mini muffin tin. Okay, but here is the trick. I learned this from Katie Bird Bakes on Instagram, so go look her up. The trick is to reduce the apple cider to intensify the flavor. You basically make it into like an apple cider glaze and it just gets that much richer and more intense. So you don't lose the apple flavor. It's basically like the difference between like vinegar and like vinegar vinegar reduction. Or like if you've had like the Trader Joe's like balsamic glaze, it's like that, but you do it with apple cider and it's just so much better. And then here is a tip that I learned from Katie. When, like, have you ever been so excited to have these beautiful raised muffins and then they turn out like completely flat, even though they were beautiful and fluffy in the oven? So what she does, and I've been trying this, it works. I love it. So you cook it at a higher temperature. Usually it's like what? You cook it at like 350. She will start at 425 and cook it half of the time at 425. So it like, the muffins will raise and then they'll hold that raise. And then she'll reduce it to 350 so they don't end up like crunchy or burnt or whatever. So it just like holds its rays. It like cements it in there. But it's given me like those fluffy professional bakery muffins and I have been living for it. Okay. And obviously I mentioned I have been in Utah. So my other eats include Costa Vida, of course. You do not know how much I missed Costa Vida. Chipotle is not the equivalent. So please don't be trying to like give me that lame excuse. It's not the same. So I have been living for Costa Vida. Okay. Another quick eat. My current hyperfixation breakfast has been really hitting the spot. And it's just easy. I it's like it's literally just almond butter toast with some Nutella on it. But it has just hit been hitting so good lately. Toast actually of all <laughs> all the toasts. Does anyone else go through phases where you like kind of forget how good like literal toasted bread with butter on it is and then you'll have some and you're like oh my gosh that is what I hope this podcast is for you by the way I hope it helps you remember like how cool and good and interesting and special life is like butter toast (laughs) okay oh you guys okay watch buckle up because I have not been slacking on my watch I had kind of a manic response to the realization that I have not seen a lot of movies, like a lot of movies that you should see. You know what I mean? Like for someone that says that I love movies, I feel like I kind of need to do my due diligence. And I had a nice little flight to watch a bunch of movies. So here is what I've been watching. 
Hocus Pocus one again. And I know I threw shade at this earlier this month, but now I'm hooked forever. I don't know what it was. Second time was the charm. Second and third time actually is the charm. Um, I watched When Harry Met Sally. Loved. Loved. I was really nervous about Mike Wazowski being <laughs> like the love interest, but I was here for it. I don't know what it was, but he he made it work. They were really good. And of course we love what is her name? Megan something. I yeah, she killed it. We love that. Um, okay, another one. It's called Found. And everyone needs to go watch this immediately. I was crying on my flight. It so it's basically about it's three teenage girls. They're like age from like my sister's age, like so like nineteen to like my age. And um they are women who were adopted from China, so they were abandoned in China during the child ban. And then they were adopted. They live in the US with their families and they did like a DNA test, I think it's called like twenty three and me. And they find that they have two there's three girls and they're all they find that they're all cousins. And so then they go try to find their biological parents and they're not able to find them, but they go and they find the nannies that either found them on the streets or took care of them in the orphanages. And these nannies like still remember them. They'll be like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. I've thought of you every day. You're so tall, like just so incredibly sweet. And then they go back and they talk to families who had to abandon their daughters and it just totally changed my perspective. So, so good. So please watch that. Um, I watched Halloween Town. It seemed like a Halloween must. Eh, not great. I mean, I can see why it would be like nostalgic for some people, but I couldn't get back, like, couldn't get past like the very <laughs> bad special effects. Um, I also, I finished the Sherlock series again with my two youngest sisters and I watched that religiously all through high school. So it was just fun to watch it with them. We stayed up late one night and I just forgot how good it was. Benedict Cumberbatch was really like one of my TV show awakenings. I can't explain it. I put him, I would say I would put him on the same level of cute as like Adam Driver. So you're not sure why your brain tells you that they're cute, but the feeling is definitely there. And honestly, it was a very full circle moment. It was healing to watch my two younger sisters like grapple with the same questions themselves. I could like see the wheels turning. They were like, wait, so he's cute, right? Like, is, is he cute? Like, am I on cold medicine? But it was just so, so fun to watch with them. Okay. And as far as read goes, guys, I have seriously been debating switching this to like a podcast I've been loving because, you know, I'm consistent with that every single week. Um, I do have a confession. I have been feeling the magic of my original comfort podcast kind of like leave. And it's been kind of sad. I used to like love, 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 love the What We Said podcast. It's actually the reason that this comes out on Tuesday. It's like an homage. Um, and I think I'll always have a special place in my heart, but I have been like not super hyped about it lately. And I, I feel like guilt. Like, I feel like I'm like willing myself to be, but like, I honestly just like, I feel like a lot of the time it's now for like a younger audience than I am. And I know that's not like true. Like I know we, there are eight, like lots of ages listening, but I just like don't relate to a lot of them anymore. Like, I am genuinely okay if I never listen to, like, a Worst Dates episode ever again. That's just not my jam anymore. But I have really been enjoying Jenna Kutcher, just for the businesswoman hype. Um, not typically my jam, despite my job, but I have been here for a little businesswoman marketing 
chit chat. It just gets me hyped. So business girls goes into that. Also, while we're chatting about listening, let's be real about Taylor Swift for just a second. Here's the first thing. I am insecure because I feel like all of you guys who are just like loving this new album, just are you just more like emotionally intelligent than I am? Because it hasn't really been doing it for me. It's not, it's not that great. And I haven't listened to the whole thing. So I'll be honest, I have skimmed, but I have not been blown away. Am I upset? Yeah, I am. I would love to have some like real bangers to enjoy right now during the fall. Like it's a great time for some great Taylor Swift, but I have yet to fall in love with any of the songs. Um, Trenton picked me up from the airport and he has listened to the whole album multiple times. Um, so now I'm insecure about that because he likes it. He doesn't love it, but he likes it. And I'm like, I am I not smart enough for this? Anyway, lots of rants today. Thanks for hanging with me. We are chatting Halloween costumes today because I don't know what it is. There is nothing funnier to me than Halloween costumes. I just think the whole thing is hilarious. Like, I don't know, adult Halloween costumes, especially little kid costumes and adult Halloween costumes. There are just so many things I feel like you can tell about a person by the Halloween costume that they picked. Um, I mean, and there's, there's categories. There's like the cutesy group um, where you wear like an M&M shirt and like a tulle tutu and you look cute. There's like the dark and sexy costumes where you're like, you've been waiting a really long time to wear that. Um, good for you. Go off. We love it for you. Um, there's like the witty ones where you're like, hey, you're you're smarter than me. Um, thanks for reminding me. There's like the casual ones where they're like, oh my gosh, I wear this every year. I love it, but I'm always festive and fun. Um, and then there's just the Grinches who never dress up and we're not going to talk about them today. But Halloween was a big deal for me growing up. It was when I, I feel like I expressed myself. It was a time that I like, I wanted to establish to the world around me that I was not basic. Like I contemplated like having this be like Halloween costumes meets Enneagrams because every costume I ever wore was the most Enneagram 4 thing I've ever seen. But then that was going to be like really daunting. And I'm not really an Enneagram expert except for like my own. Um, but yeah, as a kid, I was not there to play games. So here are a couple of Brecklin's greatest hits. Um, when I was 18 years old, I was the SNL Sarah Palin, like the, I can see Russia from my house, Sarah Palin. I had the pearls. I had the teased hair. Um, I had like the Republican red blazer. I had the pencil skirt. I had the heels. Just to give you a little bit of a taste of how chaotic my life was at 18 years old, I spent my Halloween night at a literal barn in the middle of nowhere because I had promised my friend I would go to this dumb YSA barn dance that turned out to like actually be in a barn and no one knew who I was. It was just kind of a waste. Like I, I genuinely feel like I did Sarah Palin justice and the next thing I knew, I was in a barn in the middle of a field um, with people who didn't know who Sarah Palin was, which is fine. It's fine. Um, another year, I was Albert Einstein. I'm not, I'm actually not sure what the fascination was. I think I just, I thought it was a way to like assert myself as smarter than anyone who was just a mad scientist. Um, 
It also should be said that my dad would spend hours helping me pick out the perfect Halloween costume. We would be on Google. We'd be like saving ideas. And this was his idea. And I was all for it. I think I just, I also really wanted to like wrap my hair to be gigantic. And I really wanted to be able to like spray it gray. So I went all natural with it. I ratted it until it was enormous. And the next day I actually had to skip school because when I got in the shower to rinse it out, I literally, I could not feel the water hit my scalp for like a solid few seconds because my hair was so big and so ratted. Um, One year in high school, I spent hours creating like a duct tape piece of bacon. Um, How many of us went way, way, way too far with the bacon loving thing? Like, I feel like there was a lot of like bacon propaganda, which mm, it was everywhere, like on socks, like it was like the bacon and mustache phase. You know what I'm talking about if you were in high school around the same time as me. Um, this was after the year that I went as like a deviled egg, which was like my little cutesy phase. But enough about me. I asked some of you guys what your like what your cringiest or your most iconic Halloween costumes were. And these were really, really fun to read through. So thank you for coming through for me. Um, okay. <laughs> Oh, Pocahontas. Yes. Anything. I I relate. Anything politically incorrect, it just, it's too cringe now. And I'm grateful that we are like aware and just, I don't know. I'm grateful for the awareness that we have and the more sensitivity, the social sensitivity that we have. Um, But I've been there. I was also Pocahontas. The wig, it left much to be desired. It was a low budget version. We'll just say that. Um, I'll also say, though, that in my little girl heart, I felt so beautiful in that costume. I was so thrilled. Pocahontas was my idol. I wanted to wear dresses with one sleeve very badly. Um, She had sculpted shoulders. She slayed. Um, But yeah, definitely, definitely a little bit cringe to look back and grateful that we know what we do now. Um, So yeah, Um, speaking of bad wigs, nothing is worse than a bad wig at Halloween. There's also nothing funnier. I have the cutest high school friend who will remain nameless and she once wore like a blue bobbed wig and but like not a great one. It was one of the funnier things I've ever seen. I still laugh when I think about it. Um, Okay this one is just as good if not better than a bad wig. One of you said (laughs) Carlos Boozer. Why? For those of you who are unfamiliar, Carlos Boozer was like a star Utah jazz player. And I remember going to games and they'd be like, Carlos Boozer. Like it was like a big deal. I don't know. I don't know where Carlos is now, but this is hilarious. And I've actually seen a picture of this costume because I peer pressured her to show me. And I can attest, it is one of the funnier things I've seen in my life. (laughs) This is the cutest, sweetest little blonde girl. And she is wearing a bald cap. There is a jersey. Um, (laughs) It is just the purest, most hilarious thing I've ever seen. It is so, so cute. Um, Okay, next. Um, (laughs) This one says, I was a lame excuse with crutches, which I thought was incredibly clever, but totally flopped. Yeah. Um, We appreciate the creativity. Um, Having to explain your brilliant Halloween costume, though, That is not the move 
there is nothing worse. <laughs> I'm just imagining you going into a party and then being like, so what are you? Are you like, are you hurt? Are you injured? And you're like, I'm a lame excuse. Okay, next one. Bedhead. It says, I literally just wore my pajamas and ratted my hair. I thought I was a genius. We really like, we took this all like real seriously. Can you remember the hours? I mean, I, I don't think it was just me. Like the hours that you would spend thinking about your Halloween costume. It was a big deal. I, I was ready. I was thinking about it probably like end of August. I'm not kidding. Okay. This one, um, a monk. This is actually my little sister and she was the most hilarious friar I have ever seen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Being something cute for Halloween is great. I've been there. Pippi Longstocking, adorable. Um, Cindy Lou Who, cute, love it. But I would love to form a support group for the girls who were like a little bit insecure about trying something too cutesy because they were worried that people would like think they were trying to like fit in too hard or like be cute. Like I actually should probably talk to a therapist about that, but it's, it's definitely like a funny friend problem. When you want really bad to be cute and trendy and you like look up to all those kids, but you're just afraid you won't pull it off, that truly like that's like a special kind of pain and insecurity. But I will say this, we, those of us who struggled with that, we had amazing Halloween costumes and we probably have a podcast now too. Um, okay, next, a pioneer. <laughs> Tell me you're from Utah without telling me you are from Utah. Um, what you should have done was make a hand cart and make that like your candy pail. No reason, right? To tote around a pillowcase like an idiot if you just pull your hand cart while you walk and walk and walk and walk. If you know, you know. Um, thanks for bearing with me for that one. I remember making my own paper bonnet so that I could eat instant potatoes and canned turkey with the rest of the first graders. I guess that's pilgrims, but seems similar. Um, life is really, really different now. Um, cause those were, those were wild times. Um, uh, okay. This one, I was salt and my sister wasn't pepper. She was a snail. Uh, this is weirdly dark. Um, I'll allow it though. It gives, it gives funny sister energy and I love it. Okay. <laughs> Miranda sings. And this really was such a tragedy. We were so influenced by Miranda Sings. Like how many of us were Miranda Sings? Actually, not me. I dodged that bullet. I got hit by the Sarah Palin bullet instead, but the lipstick smeared. Our, our mothers were probably like, uh, do I let them go to school? We have like our pants pulled up so high. We have the lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> Miranda Sings, thank you for your, for your influence. Um, next one said... <laughs> The most cringy was probably a, quote, ginger ninja. This kind of gives me secondhand embarrassment, but in the best way, because it's such like a little insight into the brain of a little kid. I wish my brain still worked like this. Like, I wish I could go to a Halloween party as like a dirty blonde ninja and not lose all my friends. I wish I could be that confident to be like, yeah, I, I'm a blonde ninja. Um, this one says, my husband and I went as Adam and Eve. Did you? I, I have questions. I have a lot of questions. Um, how does one go 
as Adam and Eve. Um, I mean, there's obviously like the simplest, like lowest maintenance option, um, pretty easily recognizable. I would say it depends on the crowd, I would imagine. Um, that also sounds like one of those costumes that sounds hilarious in theory and then Halloween comes um, and you realize that you and your adult spouse are leaving the house dressed, I'm assuming dressed, um, like Adam and Eve. Um, Halloween is just such a bizarre experience. One day, you're a functional adult. You're going to work in the mornings. You're doing your laundry and drinking enough water. You're paying your bills. And then one morning, you just wake up. You get dressed up as a pioneer for the day and you leave the house that way. You go to work. And I just, <laughs> it's just such an out-of-body experience, at least for me. I hope I'm not the only one that feels this way. Um, this, this one says, homemade Dalmatian costume. Everyone asked if I was a cow. Again, nothing is weirdly more embarrassing than having to explain your Halloween costume. Let's see, one of the other great ones. This one is actually iconic, so I don't know. I hope you're not embarrassed about this one. Um, you were Flo and your husband was, what is that guy's name from the commercial? I should have written this down. Chaos or something? Anyway, everyone gets the picture. I think that's actually cute. Um, but that you guys is all we have for today. I hope that you guys have an amazing Halloween. I hope you do not watch any scary movies. Um, I hope you eat lots of delicious Halloween candy. Um, I, for one, am not really a fan of most Halloween candy. I will admit I am a chocolate girl, but I'm not really a chocolate and anything else girl. I liked Kit Kats when I could eat Kit Kats. Um, now, unfortunately those are not gluten-free, but yeah. Everyone eat your favorite Halloween candy. I hope you have like fun themed Halloween dinners. You wear something that you feel great in. You win the costume contest. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Bread and Butter podcast. And I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.